Support for Mark and Fuller comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home plays a big role in your life. That's why Quicken Loans created Rocket Mortgage. It lets you apply simply and understand the entire mortgage process fully so you can be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com. It's Tuesday, February 6th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today, the Director of Small Cap Strategy here at The Motley Fool, Bill Mann. Thank goodness you're here. You know, thank goodness we're all still here. We're like we're here for the moment, but God only knows what's going to happen by the time we leave this studio. People may not realize that this is a recorded. They probably realize. They do. People have shown up. We're recording three today because we really have no idea how it's going to end. So whichever one you get, you know what I was thinking earlier. How great in an alternate reality if today was the day of the State of the Union address? Could you imagine in the White House right now going, oh "My goodness, well the stock market is up." No, <laughs> the stock market. What, what would they write about? So our this would be the greatest television ever. So our colleague Mark Brooks here at the Motley Fool um, is one of the people I follow on Twitter, and he did a screen. Very funny. He did a screen cap. Very, very funny, but and also very smart. Mm-hmm. And Mark did a screen cap of three tweets from CNBC, all done within a sixty-minute window of time, and they were sort of like. The first <laughs> one was, the market's going to tank at the open. The second one was the market's down at the open, but not as bad as feared. And then, you know, twenty minutes later, it was oh, the market. Oh, it's fine. We're fine. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah, we're gonna crush this open the next time we record this. By the way, exactly. <laughs> um, let's. We're gonna. Here's the thing. There is. We'll get to what's happening in the market in general, but we're also gonna get to because. <laughs> Earnings Palooza rolls on. Actually, we're gonna get things to, are happening. We're going to yeah. get to some retail earnings. We're going to get to some uh, CEO news, and um, we've got a hot take. One more hot take on the Super Bowl ads because we feel like um, partial credit is warranted. Yeah. But let's start with the market because I, I you know, You're for a lot to... of people who are new to investing, this is and and that's anyone who has just started investing in the last eight years. This is a new experience, so I don't want to belittle that for people who are only. Eight years or less into investing, it's shocking when you see the market drop. Yeah. In part because of, I mean, we were talking right before we started taping. Uh, our man behind the glass, Dan Boyd, made the comment that you know the market is is big news when it filters into other news. It's not just it's on financial news, but when the stock market, <laughs> all le- things considered, yeah, talking about the stock it market, all things <laughs> considered, which <laughs> never talks about the stock market, rarely good news. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't want to belittle anyone's experience of fear because that is real. And yet, as you mentioned right before we started taping, what happened? I mean, there there are some macro effects going on here, but what happened yesterday appears to have a very specific source. Yeah, yeah. So there's about twenty two trillion dollars, which I'm told is kind of a lot, uh, pointed towards volatility dampening. Products, volatility dampening strategies. One of the ones that you could look at, or you could look at as, until yesterday because it blew up, was one called the XIV, which is the inverse of the VIX, which is basically the, the volatility index. The volatility index. The inverse of that yesterday blew up. It started the day at $115 per note, and this morning it doesn't exist anymore. 
because because it traded down, it traded down so hard so fast yesterday at the end of the day uh, Credit Suisse which is who is uh, sponsoring it said no more you know they tapped out you know Roberto Duran style you know no mas um, yeah so it's just when you have that much money that's pointed towards and trying to keep your keep portfolios from being volatile at some point something's got to give. We don't even know what gave yesterday. It was probably technical. I, you know, earnings have been great. There, you know, the economic uh, statistics that have come out have been great. If you want, to, if you really want to point to something, you almost say it's too great, right? There is. We are at a point now where perhaps the Fed and the government are going to stop propping up the market every time it gets nervous. Yeah, I was going to say to the extent that uh, there were probably some technical things, but to the yeah. extent that there were some macro events, there's the there's a bunch of people looking at a new chair of the Federal Reserve, looking at four percent unemployment, looking at <laughs> what a day he had, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to the job. Um, looking at years and years of. Free money forever, yeah. and saying, you know what's reasonable to expect? It's reasonable to expect that in the next four years, interest rates are going to rise. And for individuals who are looking for a safe place to park their cash, that could be a really good thing. The prospect that four years from now, you could put your money in a bank and you'd get paid two percent interest, yeah. whereas you know for years you've been paid next to nothing. On the flip side. If you're a public company that has gotten very comfortable with the idea that you could borrow tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of Just dollars, take it here anytime you want, <laughs> anytime you want, at yeah. virtually no cost, that that times uh, are new. Yeah, I, you know, I really think I have a very very smart investing friend who talks about the market in terms of games, right? At one point, you know, for the last couple of years, low interest rates have been. Have driven the game. I would suggest that what we're seeing right now is that the game is changing. We are seeing the end of the type of market that we've had in the last ten years, where the government has stepped in whenever there's been a problem. That's what you know. And transitions are hard, but please, everyone, relax. Well, yes, and again, not to not to for anyone who listened to yesterday's episode and thought maybe we were making light of this situation. Um, no, yeah. in in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when we were seeing the market tank, along with that was uh, the series of conversations that went something like this: It's entirely possible that the housing market has been propped up in big and scary ways. Yeah, go back even further to the year two thousand, and the conversation is: It's entirely possible. That some of these internet companies don't have sustainable business models. But, sure. But to the point yeah. you made, the underlying fundamentals of the U.S. economy are strong. Yeah. The results that are being reported by companies are certainly for the biggest companies are solid, if not great. Uh, so that's why we, that's why we all need to take a deep breath. Right. But it has been the case, and Hyman Minsky, who's a Genius economist was the first person who I know of who said that there is nothing more destabilizing than stability. And what we know about the stock market over the last, really since January of 2016, is that it has been nothing but stable. It has moved upwards like it was an arrow shot out of a bow. 
And that can't last. And the longer it lasts, the the harder it gets shaken on the on, on the other side. So I think that's where we are. We're getting shaken right now. But it's it's really it's okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about Bitcoin. That's no, we're not. That's hard. <laughs> that's hard. We're not talking about a bunch of people who own the XIV who yesterday had $115 per note and today they have nothing. You know, you've got you've got assets, you've got companies that you own that are making money. Let's move on to the drama at Lululemon Athletica because uh, if you missed it late yesterday, the company announced that CEO Lawrence Potdevin is out. Is it Potdevin? That's how po- I'm going with it, but but po- I, I I often mispronounce. I'm going to say Laurent Potdevin. Go for it. I'm uh, not going to keep saying that because that was hard, but that's where I'm going with for to correct you. Here's the official statement from the company. They said he had quote fallen short of the company's standards of conduct. <laughs> Uh, that sounds pretty bad, and this is, and maybe this too many free pens. You think this has been? Uh, this seems sudden, and maybe a week from now we'll find out that that, that he's been under internal investigation for months at a time. But he's been CEO for just a little over four years, yeah. and that stock has pretty solidly beaten the market's performance over that time. Yeah. So my assumption is that uh, the board felt. Like they had essentially an airtight case to say, you need to go immediately. Right. They didn't even suspend him pending, which is what you tend to see. By the way, can we go back for just a second? Yes. And just let's let's just pay attention to the fact that Lululemon may have done the best job ever of putting bad news out at a period of time in which nobody is paying attention. Right? Like Lululemon comes out with. <laughs> This is I mean, true. This is the Mount Rushmore of hiding bad news in plain view because nobody's paying attention to, you know, to this except for us, as it turns out. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't going to be on All Things Considered. No, no. It might have been last week, but this week, no. They're talking about the markets. Um, well, yeah, and just so, to just to be specific about the stock. We've got a CEO who has uh, delivered. Who has delivered? Yeah. And during his tenure, the stock has handily beaten the market. And basically, shares of Lululemon are flat right now. Yeah. And if if all of this other external uh, you <laughs> know, beating, if, imaginations <laughs> weren't going on, uh, maybe the stock's down five to ten percent. Yeah, I think that's I that's I think that's possibly true. And if it is truly flat, I I haven't looked in the quotes in the last yeah. forty five seconds, so it's hard to tell. Um, yeah, they've they've done okay, but yes, I, the fact that they have just asked him to leave, he has resigned. They're not making a case. They haven't suspended him. Suggests that something really pretty. Revolting has happened, and it's sad. I mean, it, you know, it 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 really is. But uh, you know, Lululemon will probably be okay beyond this. That, that's what I wanted to get to because it seems like there there was a point in time, maybe five or so years ago, where you could look at the success Lululemon had had to that point. And look at, among others, Nike and Under Armour getting into the 
higher-end yoga wear space and thinking to yourself, here it comes, or, or saying out loud as we did on this podcast, uh, they might be in trouble because they're charging a hundred dollars a pop for these yoga pants. Nike and Under Armour are respected brands; they can sell them uh, still at a premium, but at maybe a third less. And Lululemon has really held up, and that brand has held up. They have yeah. expanded the brand in ways that uh, previously was not thought possible. Yes, but they've done it in a way that's very intelligently. They have not devalued the brand at all. You know the you know the classic, you know we're we're going to put our brand on everything that we can. And they've been they they've been very thoughtful about keeping themselves a premium brand, and that matters. That you know that. Brands are very, very fickle things. I mean, you can blow one up in no time. Chipotle learned about this in the last two years. But if you really treat it well, it is worth so much money to you. And I think that that's where we are with Lululemon. So that's why I say they will survive this just fine. A uh, quick break to say thanks to Rocket Mortgage. Uh, getting a mortgage, refinancing your existing home loan, these are not. The easiest things in the world to do. And when you're making big financial decisions like that, you want to be as confident as Bill Mann is every day of his <laughs> life. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that same Bill Mann level of confidence when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. It's simple, it allows you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash fool, equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number thirty thirty. I should have been specific and said as confident as Bill Mann is when he is recommending restaurants because nobody <laughs> that's my thing. has the acumen for <laughs> restaurant recommendations like you do. Uh, yeah, and everything else, I'm a wreck. Right? Eh, not yeah. a wreck, but uh, but but I don't know what time but, it is. But you deliver. You deliver on the restaurant recommendations. Uh, Tapestry, second quarter profits, solidly ahead of expectations. This is the company formerly known as Coach. And I think all reports about Tapestry for the next, I would say, two years or so will continue to make that qualifier just to remind everyone. Do you remember Coach? Yeah, yeah they changed it. It looked kind of like with Google and Alpha. They brought in some more guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, good quarter. And it, it really seems like the. The Coach brand and the Stuart Weitzman brand doing the heavy lifting this Yeah, quarter. Kate Spade didn't do quite so much, but Stuart Weitzman, I mean, just to go back to what we were talking about earlier, Coach is really a company that we looked at a couple years ago and thought they're not doing good things to their brand at all. And it didn't matter until it did. And you know, so they've pulled back. A, you know, they've pulled back their. You know, their founder CEO Lou Frankfurt retired, brought in new management, started buying additional brands and ones that were probably slightly similarly mismanaged, and are doing really good things with them. I mean, I, I, I'm 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 deeply impressed. It's it is funny. You look at they earn twenty two cents a share versus seventy one cents a share. You know, for the same quarter last year. Somehow this is good news, but it just all points to how the market, in a lot of times, it's it's all about expectations. Well, and and to your point about the way that they manage their brands, it it makes sense in hindsight of why they changed the name of the parent company to Tapestry because it was really hard for investors to focus on the other brands when. The name of the company is right there. Yeah, I always forget that uh, that uh, Clorox, for example, owns Hidden Valley Ranch. 
Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are two things that don't go together. (laughs) Ideally, no. Not even in a Tide Pod eating world would you want Clorox and Hidden Valley to be in the same conversation. Yeah, but no. uh, Tapestry, good quarter. It's a turnaround. I mean, legitimately, this is a turnaround. But it seems like they're doing so. So the Super Bowl, one of the ads that um, maybe didn't get as much attention in oh, other so corners. Angry. Should I be angry or excited? I think we should be excited. Yeah, let's let's err on the side of positivity. Yeah. Um, didn't get as much attention as others, but certainly caught your attention and my attention uh, because the last time you were in the studio, we were talking about Pringles. Yes, and the Thrillist.com article ranking Pringles flavors, and you made the point. Hey, if you want to have fun with Pringles, combine them. Yeah. Take take two flavors, make, yeah. you know. What was the one we talked about? It was the cheddar cheese and the caramel yes. Pringles. Yes. That was that was the one and you didn't believe me. I didn't believe you. But but you're like, "No, trust me. It's a little sweet, little savory." And sure enough, Pringles comes out with their million dollar, probably more than that, Super Bowl commercial and it's Bill Hader, who's awesome. Of Saturday Night Live fame, and the whole ad is about combining flavors. Is building your Pringle experience through stacking. Yes. Yeah. Pizza flavored plus jalapeno flavored, but you know, all I, this sort of thing. And I, I remember watching it and just going, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Where's the like if the commercials don't have end credits? <laughs> but I right. feel like if there were end credits to a commercial, there would be like at, at a minimum there's special thanks to Bill Mann. I'm not saying I really need those thanks, but it is very, very, very uplifting to know that they're fans of the show. Yeah, <laughs> gratifying. That's how we feel. It's it's people like that who we do this for. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Bill Mann, Director of Small Cap Strategy, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about on The Motley Fool, may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. 